Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the fantasy football mastermind Ed, the definitive fantasy football information show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Mazurak, has more than two decades of fantasy football experience, comprehensive fantasy football information, strategy, and trading advice, fantasy picks to click and flick, the latest NFL news, and much, much more. Each week during the fantasy football season on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazarak. For the final time in 2019, welcome to the show. This is the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. My name's Michael Nazarak. I am the host. There's a lot to talk about. It's Fantasy Bowl week, and we're rapidly approaching Christmas and the holidays. Happy holidays to everyone out there. It's a little bit different this week. We still got the same host and the same co-host. Chris Rito, my good friend. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Lovely, lovely. It's really not anything different at all. It's the two of us every week during the season for about the last 10 or 12 years. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's exactly what you're going to – I was just going to say that this is comes to the end of the official end of the 12th season of the show, and I think you've been with me 10 and a half years of that? I believe that's correct, sir. Yep, and we're still poor. Okay, <laughs> we're going to get more sponsors to the show. Anyway, uh, lots to talk about, uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> Fantasy Bowl week, here it is. Uh, let's go through the news and notes and uh, run down and get to the picks to click and flick for the final time of 2019. Uh, there's going to be a, a quarterback change in, Par- in Carolina. Uh, Kyle Allen has been benched for rookie Will Greer. The Panthers, of course, are looking for their next head coach. They fired Ron uh, Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, a couple of weeks ago. And Will Greer is going to start this week. Uh, do you think that this is the right thing for them to do right now, I guess, uh, for evaluation purposes? And, and more importantly, I guess, for fantasy, does this affect Christian McCaffrey at all? What do you think, Chris? Well, if anything, it's going to help Christian McCaffrey because there's no better friend to a, to a young new quarterback than the dump-off pass to a, to a tight end or a receiving back, and there's no better one right now than Christian McCaffrey. So that that's it's definitely not going to hurt him. If anything, it will help him. But as far as the, the the reasoning behind it, I just don't get it. I mean, I understand evaluating you know, your third-round draft choice, but Cam Newton went down, what, you know, eight weeks ago? You had the chance to do that. I was very surprised they, they put Kyle Allen in then. Maybe they thought they were still in the playoff hunt, Cam would be back, et cetera. But it really didn't make sense to wait till week 16 because you only get two weeks to evaluate this guy. That's not enough to do an evaluation and it's it, and Kyle Allen has been sucking for a long time now. He's really had he, he's turned it all over at Jameis Winston level turnover levels for the last you know five or six weeks, and they're maybe out of the playoffs for a while. So I, I just don't get making this move now and not 
either next preseason or three weeks ago. You know, just right now seems kind of strange to me. Well, it is going to be interesting. At least he's going to get uh, Greg Olson back from that concussion. He's cleared the uh, concussion protocol. Uh, well, they're not they're not the only ones struggling with quarterback situation. You got a team that's going to probably make the playoffs in the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they almost benched uh, Duck Hodges, Devlin Hodges, for maybe Mason Rudolph. But no, uh, Mike Tomlin said we're going to stick with uh, Duck, and uh, he's not going to be on a short leash either. They are playing the Jets this week, so. Maybe they get a little bit of a reprieve in terms of a, of a secondary that's beat up and injury prone. Not sure if Jamal Adams is going to play this week for the Jets. But uh, so, do uh, you think that uh, the Steelers are doing the right thing here? Because we're talking about a playoff team, bound team here. Are they? You think they're going to be one and done in the playoffs? I, it's a very good chance they could be one and done in the playoffs. But I mean, really, who the hell cares who they put at quarterback? I mean, they've how about Mike Tomlin for coach of the year with the job he's done with this unit? He's been through the same kind of turnover and loss of stars that Frank Reich has gone through in 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 here in Indianapolis. Tomlin's kept them winning, and I frankly I don't know how they got off to a terrible start. Evelyn Hodgers has been bad. Mason Rudolph's been bad. Smith Schuster's been invisible. Connor's been hurt. I, mean, I don't know what to do with this team, but I wouldn't look at assume they're going to make much of a playoff run. There's a couple of – the AFC is very top-heavy, and I think they're going to they're going to see a quick exit. Yeah, the issue, I think, is uh, their defense is really keeping them in game, and that and the fact that their schedule has been uh, kind of uh, favorable for them, so they've been playing uh, kind of middling teams, and they haven't had to play uh, – you know, well, they played the Patriots week one, but, you know, they haven't had to play, like, uh, 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 the Chiefs and, and some of the better teams, of course, they do right play Baltimore too, twice. You know, they, they, caught, they didn't play the, the, the Colts. When they were doing really well and were healthy early, they played the Colts right in their midst of having all their guys injured and were in a downturn. So, I mean, they, 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 yeah. their schedule has worked out, fortunately, even when they played better teams. Yep. Okay, uh, well, uh, the other big note uh, of the uh, last couple of days here was Josh Gordon. Once again, pop for uh, ped use, uh, indefinitely uh, suspended. Uh you know, it's just kind of a sad situation. He's been in and out of the league now for, it seems like, uh, five-plus years or whatnot. Um, Chris, do you think that this is it for uh, Josh Gordon? God, I thought it was it three or four suspensions ago, quite frankly. Um, and, 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 you know, I don't want to make light of it. It's, it's just sad. Here's a kid who physically has all the talent and all the natural football intellect, you know, the football brains to play, and he just can't get his life together from something that's been a demon, from what I've heard, from since his high school days. He had problems with drugs in high school, obviously at several colleges all throughout his, his checkered pro career, the kid can play. He, he just he just has such a, a terrible life. I know that's, you know, I, I, I tell you, you don't want to make light of it because this is really about his life right now. And, boy, I hope he gets the help he needs and gets it straightened out. He's still a very young man. I mean, I've got a kid the same age as him. So it, he's got so much time to, to do it as long as he doesn't screw it up. So, I, Josh, if, you know, I know you're probably not listening to our show, you got other things to worry about, but if the word gets back to you, I hope you get your life straightened out. We're all, we're all pulling for you to have a good life. The heck with your football career. We want you to have a good life. Yeah, we're we're we are we are pulling uh, behind him. Uh, the question also arises: Do you think that the Seahawks knew of these issues because he seemed to be playing such a minor role? He would get one to three targets each week. Had a big, long fifty-eight yard catch uh, in the game early in the game this past Sunday. Didn't get another target the rest of the game. Do you think that they basically were bracing themselves, kind of knew what was going on there? Uh, no, I just think it's a matter of, of they have two good running backs, and they had 
two very good receivers that, that already had some familiarity with Russell Wilson. Tyler Lockett is like on a mind meld with him. And then, you know, DK Metcalf came in as a rookie, and he's he is everything that they thought Josh Gordon was going to be when he came into the league. Big, strong, fast, skilled, can pluck the ball out of the air, except he's just not had problems with drugs. I mean, basically, those, those guys are cut from the same mold talent-wise. So I just think he just couldn't get the act, the action he needed on a run-first team. Okay. Uh, well, let's move to uh, the Fantasy Bowl. Uh, people are uh, uh, going to be playing, if they're still playing, unless they're playing in a, in a uh, total points league, then if they're still playing, most likely they're going to be in a Fantasy Bowl because most uh, the leagues uh, are smart enough not to schedule their Fantasy Bowl in Week 17 when uh, players like Lamar Jackson probably not going to be playing. Uh, so what what exact tips – the only thing I can come to mind is what I said last week was that you start your studs, uh, always start your studs that are healthy because uh, this goes all the way back to me uh, back in the 80s and such. You know, uh, I think I mentioned it about uh, Sterling Sharp, uh, you know, playing for the Packers and, uh, you know, not playing him. And, and I lost my first uh, fantasy bowl that week. Uh, you know, it was the second or third year that I was playing. And uh, ever since then, like, uh, you know, I know that I'm feeling in, almost like my fantasy bowl in the FFPC the last week of playing here. He's playing on Monday night, big game against the Packers. I think the, the Vikings are going to throw, have to be forced to throw in this game. So I'm definitely going to start him if he makes it through the week practicing okay. What what can you expound on, you know, uh, in terms of rules that you live by when you're actually in the fantasy bowl? Yeah, I think that's very important to remember. You, you, basically, you play your studs, and, and here's the reason I use, I always give people when I ask about it. Play your studs because if you – yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. Let's say you've got, you know, Lamar Jackson with a really tough matchup, and you've got, you know, who's some mid-range quarterback like Aaron Rod. Maybe you've got Aaron Rodgers with with a tough matchup like he does this week. Who do you play? Look at this way. Even if your middling guy has a great matchup, you'd feel like an idiot if you benched Lamar Jackson and he had a Lamar Jackson game. Whereas if you play Lamar Jackson and your Aaron Rodgers or your Kirk Cousins or on your bench goes off, you're going to go, oh, that's unfortunate. You won't feel like an idiot. So basically that should tell you right there who you should play. But remember when you play your studs, it's not the studs you drafted and it's not the studs you paid high dollar for at the auction. It's the studs you have now. You know, Lamar Jackson yep. was a late-round draft choice, but he's absolutely a stud now. Patrick Mahomes was probably the first quarterback taken off the board in most drafts. But, he, you know, he's been a mediocre to slightly above mediocre fantasy quarterback. So remember to play your studs, but remember who your studs are are not necessarily who you drafted. Yep, that's a good point. Okay, let's get through the injuries real quick. We've got a lot of IRs to go, <laughs> to go here. The first one, of course, everyone thought that uh, uh, Maggie Stafford would end up on IR, and that's exactly what the Lions placed him with that hip-slash-back injury. Uh, he should be good to go next next year. Dalvin Cook uh, is a big question mark this week. He left the game with a shoulder injury uh, last week. and uh, They said he was feeling better on Monday. Uh, Mike Zimmer said hey, it looks like he should be able to play. We'll see if he makes it through the week of practice because a lot of people are counting on him. The backup, uh, Alexander Madison, is also injured. So if you can still make a waiver wire move, picking up Mike Boone is probably the smart decision here if you uh, have uh, if you have Cook. Uh, we'll see who practices later this week. Uh, Jordan Howard uh, still has that singer in uh, in uh, Philly. He's been sitting for like five, six, seven weeks. He's still not clear for contact as of this moment, uh, Tuesday night. We'll see what happens later this week. Uh, Chris Godwin, uh, the, the, the guys that just made the Pro Bowl, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, both with hamstring injuries, out 
They're not going to play this week. They should be probably hitting on IR fairly soon. Scotty Miller, also another young receiver there, uh, is out for uh, the year where they put him on IR. Brashard Perryman, people, that's the one you want to pick up, the hot guy. He had three touchdowns last week. He's definitely going to be starting this week. Uh, and Jameis Winston is going to be t- uh, throwing to him early and often there. Justin Watson is the other guy to target there, too. Uh, OBJ with the groin in Cleveland, he said he's going to play the final two games. I'm not sure how much of an impact he's going to have. Caught eight passes last week for 66 whopping yards. Woo. Okay. Well, uh, you know, if you got him, you guys can get started. But, boy, he's not playing like a stud. We'll see what happens in the offseason. He said he didn't, he's not going to ask for a trade. But uh, unless things change there with uh, Freddie Kitchens and Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, it doesn't look good for OJ, OBJ long term. Uh, DJ Chark with an ankle. He's cleared to run and cut. He did a little bit of that on Monday. We'll see how he gets his practicing here. And uh, lo and behold, AJ Green, not going to play in 2019. Uh, you know, we went to go see a, a, do- a foot doctor in Green Bay. Dr. Robert Anderson uh, doesn't look good. Uh, there's no real reason for him to play the last two games. I guess he just collects his salary there. And uh, after, cause, you know, uh, twisting and, and or injuring his ankle in late July, does not play one single game. Everyone that kind of took a middle-round flyer on him, yeah, you got nothing out of him. I did that in one league, too. Ouch. Okay, we'll see. He's also a free agent, so uh, it's going to be up in the air whether the Bengals slap the franchise tag on him or not or let him go. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster with the knee, still questionable play. We'll see if he practices later this week and see if he can play. In Oakland, Hunter Renfell with the ribs expected to play this week. Uh, you know, you could see some uh, pass volume there. Uh, the Redskins put uh, Paul Richardson and Trey Quinn on IR, so that leaves just Terry McLaurin as the big guy to target in this big game who against the Giants. So actually it's a good play this week. And speaking of the Giants, they put Evan Ingram on IR with that foot injury. And I already mentioned Greg Olson clears the concussion protocol. We have a comp- comprehensive list of injuries and all the updates on the, for premium subscribers for our newsletter on our website. Uh, please check out ffmastermind.com, and we'll be right back after this message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with the assistance of the premier fantasy football information source, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com, there's plenty of good free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. President and CEO Michael Nazarek has 20 years' experience and just completed his fourth consecutive year as SI's Expert League Super Bowl champ. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy content, updated daily, which will give you the edge you need to legitimately claim. Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP, they cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go now to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, people, please check out the website, ffmastermind.com, uh, our free daily quick bits page with news uh, information from the NFL uh, is updated on a daily basis once the season ends, the regular season. We'll throw all of our injury information up there, especially for you people in playoff challenges that will be interest of you. And, of course, our free Eye in the Sky scouting reports will continue for the next couple of weeks, including reports on the Colts from Chris Vito. Our weekly fantasy newsletter is still going on uh, each day with premium daily injury quick bit updates. Uh, expanded picks to click and flick, the market feature. Uh, I ranked 120, 102 players, potential players to target in your fantasy league this week. NFL game matchup analysis from John Cooney, my mastermind moments. Uh, rankings released on Wednesday, updated on Saturday. Actually, this week it's going to be updated Friday night because we have three Saturday games. And, of course, the inside slant from John Holler and Holler from the Cheap Seats. 
uh, all good stuff there. The late season sale for the weekly newsletter is $9.95, less the cost of a large pizza. And please follow me on Twitter at FF Mastermind. So let's get right to the picks to click and flick for the, the Fantasy Bowl week. Okay, give me a couple of quarterbacks you like this week and why, Chris. Well, I'm going to start with famous Jameis Winston. I don't want to hear about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin being out. Winston doesn't even care if he throws it to the other team. He certainly doesn't care which receiver he throws it to, okay? I mean, he's had <laughs> 900 passing yards and eight touchdowns in the last two weeks. That's good enough where it doesn't matter if he throws a few picks, no matter what your scoring system is. And then he's playing the Texans. Everyone has a high score against them. Seven times this year a quarterback has had his high or second-highest fantasy game against Houston. That's incredible. This Saturday game should be a shootout because Winston will have to throw in this one to keep up with Watson, who's going to be thrown against the Tampa Bay secondary. I'd only start Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson over him this week, period, end of story. And then uh, for those of you in DFS, you might want to think about a real cheap guy like Drew Locke. If you're looking for a differentiating play in your DFS, think about Locke, who's been very matchup dependent. Yeah, he struggled badly in the weather in KC this week, but he's going to be home, supposed to be almost 60 degrees in Denver this weekend, faces a reeling Detroit secondary that has been torched all year. Detroit has allowed 30 touchdowns and a league-low six interceptions, so Locke should be free to work. They have been decent versus the run also for six weeks, so, so Drew Locke I think is going to be airing it out a bit. Okay, a couple of guys I like this week. I like Phil Rivers to bounce back. Uh, I think he's going to rebound at home. Uh, the Raiders just are not the same Raiders as they were earlier in the year, and, of course, they're on the road this week. It, it could actually get ugly in this game. Uh, I think that Phil Rivers is good for at least two scores in this game, if not more. So if you need them, start them. Uh, Carson Wentz, a big game against the Cowboys at home in, in Philly, and I know that they're short on wide receivers, but Gary Ward stepped up. Uh, they got uh, the rookie, say white side there. Uh, and, of course, Ertz and Godert, and I think that uh, Wentz is going to do fine and get it done at home against the Cowboys. Not sure who's going to win this game, but I think it's going to be fairly high-scoring a shootout game, so if you need Wentz, start them. A couple of guys I'm not crazy about this week. Oh, Tom Brady had a terrible game, I don't know, five, six fantasy points against the Bills earlier this year. And I think it's going to be the same again this 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 week, especially with a banged-up Julian Edelman, uh, who might not be playing with that knee injury, but they need him. Uh, boy, there's just good kind of scuffling here through the end of the season. It's going to be a very low-scoring game. I wouldn't be surprised to build this win this game something like 10 to 9 or something. You know? So uh, I would avoid Tom Brady. And Jared Goff, uh, the 49ers, I think they're going to limit him. Uh, I know in San Francisco, Richard Sherman's been practicing this week. He's going to play in this game, and you're going to get road golf. So uh, be careful there. The 49ers, they could tee off on him. I don't think he's going to throw more than one touchdown in this pass. So if you got him, uh, consider sitting him this week. How about a couple of uh, quarterbacks that you're not crazy about and why, Chris? I think 10-9 to 9 might be overestimating that New England-Buffalo game. I'm going 5-4 to four myself for the final Whoa. score. <laughs> <laughs> Two safety, a safety and a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm gonna, for a caution play, I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. Um, until his outburst in the snow this Sunday, he had three straight games under 21 points. In fact, he's been under 21 fantasy points four of his last five road games also. And this is a very tough pass defense. Uh, for Chicago, allowing the fourth-fewest quarterback fantasy points. Mahomes actually has been very matchup dependent this year, averaging 16.5 points per game against pass defenses in the top half of the league and 28.7 points per game in the bottom half. So when you look at a matchup dependent one and a guy who's performed less on the road, going on the road against a tough pass defense, I think about sitting him. I actually had this, this debate on social media of Mahomes versus Winston in this fantasy bowl week, and I hands down play Winston over Mahomes this week if you've got that choice. 
Uh, another guy I'm not keen on is Derek Carr. You kind of mentioned you think the Chargers are going to do well this week. I do too. I think the Chargers obviously have been very good against the pass. They've allowed the third fewest yards all year. They've actually only allowed zero or one passing touchdowns in nine of their last 11 games and no more than two, and an average of only 15 points per game to the quarterback the last seven weeks. Carr's only also tossed six touchdowns in the last six games and hasn't sniffed 300 yards all year. There's just no real reason here to feel good about the Raiders' overall passing game. Okay, how about a couple of running backs you like and why? Um, I actually like Marlon Mack this week. I know they've been scuffling recently coming back from his injury, but they got the NFL's worst run defense staring in the face. The Colts, I think, are going to return to what they want to do, and they're going to try and hide the struggling Jacoby Brissett and the gimpy wide receiver crew. I look for a very high-volume dose of Marlon Mack. I think they're going to try and get him over 1,000 yards for the first time in his career during their last home game of the year. After having been eliminated this week, they're going to focus on the individual goals. Carolina has allowed 26 running back touchdowns already. I look for Mack to get in the end zone at least once in this one. And then I kind of like Kenyon Drake to stay hot. Um, you certainly can't expect another four-touchdown game. You know, that would be crazy. But he has been getting stronger each week, and, and the Hawks have been bleeding, t- Seahawks have been bleeding touchdowns in recent games for the running back. Two touchdowns on the ground each of the last two weeks. They've allowed the second-most rushing touchdowns overall and among the most yards receiving to running backs, making this a good chance for PPR points as well. Okay, a couple of running backs I like this week. Uh, Devonta Freeman, um, you know, he struggled down there in San Francisco. Well, guess what? He gets a nice home matchup against the struggling Jaguars run defense. Just been absolutely horrendous against the run. Uh, it's going to be a mix of run and pass for the, for the Falcons going up and down the field. I think Devonta Freeman is going to be heavily involved, both pass catching and running. I think he scores at least once in this game. So if you need him, uh, start him with confidence. And Joe Mixon, wow, uh, really come on. Really big game against the Patriots last week, over 130 yards rushing there three or four catches, very nice, and he gets the Dolphins this week. He's going to run all over them, score in this game, so it's uh, probably going to be ranked in the top ten uh, for this week. Uh, Joe Mixon, I really like him. A couple of guys I'm not crazy about, uh, Carlos Hyde, uh, Houston. I think he's going to struggle against a tough run, uh, Bucks run defense there. Most of that uh, offense is going to be done via the air there, and that means Duke Johnson catching most of the passes there, so not good for Hyde. And Todd Gurley, I'm just not crazy about. 49ers, I think are going to limit them on the road in San Francisco there. I know it's been a heavy, heavy dose of Todd Gurley here and there, and he may end up scoring this game, but I think his total yards is going to be down, and if he doesn't score, it might not be such a good game after all. So be careful when starting him there. How about a couple of uh, running backs you're not crazy about and why, Chris? You know, you mentioned Freeman, and I'm actually – I was thinking briefly about playing him over this next guy I'm going to talk about, Derek Henry. Um, but I'm going to go with my play your studs, you know, argument and say – Boy, I'd feel terrible. Now, if Henry turns up not to play or to get held out the last minute, I'd have no problem subbing in Freeman. But I think Derrick Henry is a caution play this week. The Saints have been very good limiting the run and forcing you to pass. They've allowed the second-fewest yards, third-fewest touchdowns, only five rushing touchdowns, and only two touchdowns since week five. They've not allowed a 100-yard rusher yet this year and only two players over 60 yards on the ground. With Henry nursing that hammy strain and Tannehill's passing game being hot, I think his touches might be limited. So he's absolutely a caution play, but... I'm going to follow my own my own rule, and I'm going to play him over Freeman. May regret that later in a championship game. And then mm-hmm. I'm worried about James Conner. Um, he was huge last year until he got hurt. He was an RB number one this year through week eight until he got hurt. Now, he still looks like a little bit of a shell of himself, and he faces a top-five run defense on the road in the New York Jets. The Jets allowed the third-fewest rush yards all year and only two touchdowns on the ground the last eight games. Would you risk your fantasy Super Bowl on Conner? With the Jets loading up and daring their third-string quarterback to beat him, I wouldn't. Okay. How about a couple of uh, wide receivers you like and why? 
Uh, much like Drew Locke earlier, I really like his top target, Cortland Sutton. I think the Lions have been obviously terrible. They've allowed the second most yards and among the most touchdowns to wide receivers. And recently they've been much worse, allowing 500-yard receivers in the last five games and a couple more over 90. That's more than 100-yard receiver a game, basically, on each team. Sutton's also done a much better job at home with five of his six touchdowns there this season. I think this team, the Lions, is cooked across the board, and Sutton's going to uh, embarrass them. And then I like Will Fuller this week. It's hard to ignore the fact the Bucks have allowed by far the most receptions, yards, and targets to wide receivers, the second most touchdowns. They've allowed a lot of long, deep scores, obviously Fuller's forte. Fuller has produced and has had a surprisingly huge target share when he's been on the field. This is a prime game for him to score big. I love him as a number three for your fantasy team with big upside in championship week. Okay. Uh, a couple of guys I like this week, Tyler Boyd, Cincinnati. Uh, I think he's going to score against the Dolphins. Not much more else to say that. It's just the matchup is really good. And, of course, with A.J. Green out, Tyler Boyd's number one for Andy Dalton there. And I think Amari Cooper coming off a bad game. He usually has a big game, and I think he's going to score against the Eagles. Dak's going to look to him. I think he's going to take advantage of that weak secondary uh, that the Giants end up throwing two touchdowns to Darius Slay. I think Cooper's going to have his way this week, so start him with confidence. A couple of guys I'd be careful about. Uh, we already mentioned OBJ. Oh, boy, uh, gets the Ravens this week. I don't know if he's going to get 13 targets, but he's sure not going to catch eight, eight of them. And if he does, <laughs> six, six yards, I don't know. It's just not a good formula there. And uh, Tyrell Williams, Oakland, I know he had the one big TD catch last week, but one 40-yard catch against the Jaguars defense doesn't make up for like a month or two of uh, play. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not liking that, uh, that situation with Tyrell Williams. I would sit him. Uh, how about a uh, couple of uh, wide receivers you're not crazy about and why, Chris? Yeah, Ty Williams was on a missed tackle, too. So, yeah, I agree with you totally there. Um, I'm not keen on T.Y. Hilton this week. Uh, with the team officially eliminated, they might consider shutting him down, uh, even though the prideful Hilton refuses to do so. But even if he plays on a short week, it was very evident on Monday Night Football that he is right now just a shadow of himself. And this passing offense is in a little bit of disarray. In any case, with the terrible Carolina run defense I mentioned earlier, hard to see a high-volume opportunity for T.Y. this week. And I don't like John Brown. Um, after having that great, consistent start for the first uh, seven or eight weeks, he's been under 40 yards three of his last four games. He's not scored since week 12. And this week he faces Stephon Gilmore in the top-rated New England pass defense. This defense had limited him to five short catches on 11 targets in week four. His targets and touches have dropped a lot since uh, Devin Singletary took over at running back, and they should have success on the ground this week against New England. So low volume and low efficiency as well does not bode well for him to have a good fantasy day. Okay, how about a couple of tight ends you like and why? Uh, I love Kyle Rudolph. Um, I mentioned his good history with the Lions last week. He, uh, he also has, or a couple weeks ago, he has, uh, had great history on Monday Night Football. He scored on four of his last six appearances on Monday Night Football, and the potential loss of Cook or limitation of Cook could make the short passing game even more featured. The Packers have also been fairly generous to the tight end, allowing the fourth most points to the position. Green Bay has been particularly bad on the road, allowing more than 63 yards to a tight end in each of the last four road games and three total touchdowns in those games. So Rudolph is really primed to have a lot of opportunity. And then I love Hunter Henry this week. Raiders have allowed the second most tight end touchdown so far, and Henry is way overdue for a good, for a good game. Uh, amazingly, the Raiders have allowed at least one tight end touchdown in each even-numbered week so far this season. Henry has played the Raiders twice in his career also. He scored in one earlier this year, and he had 90 yards in the other a couple years back. So I think you know he's got a little bit of a good history here against the Raiders too. 
There you go. I like him too. Okay, a couple of guys I like this week. Jacob Hollister is the fortunate guy that gets to play the Cardinals, who basically gave up what two touchdowns to Ricky Seals Jones the other day. Uh, backup tight end, yeah. <laughs> to the backup yeah, tight end. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. Backup tight end. So whether you're the starter or the backup, if you start, yeah, that's right. David Njoku got uh, the coach's decision. We don't know about what happened there. A lot of pissed off people and Njoku were hoping for a big game. I know he was your click last week. But, uh, yep. you know, we'll see. Uh, Hollister's going to play in this game, uh, so he, I think he's going to score against the Cardinals. Jared Cook, uh, really hot. Uh, I think he's going to score against the Titans this week, so, uh, you know, stick him in your lineup. He's going to be needed. It's not going to be an all-Michael Thomas show again this week. And uh, my flicks, I just mentioned him, David Njoku. Who knows if he's going to play this week, but you can't trust him. And they're playing the Ravens, so forget about it. And Dawson Knox for Buffalo, not against the Patriots. Eh. You can find something better else on the waiver wire or whatnot. Anyway, how about a couple of tight ends you're not crazy about and why, Chris? A couple of venerable veterans, one of whom is going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I just don't like him this week. I'll start with Jimmy Graham. The Vikings have allowed the most targets and receptions to tight ends, but they've only allowed a single touchdown all year, and Graham is very touchdown dependent. He's dinged up, and he's barely registering a target share with only one catch in three of his last four games. No reason to play Jimmy Graham. And then, unfortunately, I don't like Jason Witten. He's, he's been a little bit hot recently, but the Eagles are so bad versus wide receivers that the tight ends rarely get a look against them. Witten also has a very poor history against this close rival. Five of his last eight games in this matchup, under 20 yards receiving, an average of only 15 yards per game over the last five against the Eagles. I just think you look elsewhere for a guy with a higher floor and maybe a higher ceiling, too. Okay, and I one-hit wonders at kicker and defense. Hit me with them. Uh, I actually like Chase McLaughlin for the uh, for the Colts this week. Uh, Carolina has allowed 10-plus kicker points in four of their last five, 15 field goals attempted in their last five games, and the second-most field goal attempts overall. Their, their red zone defense is good. Colts' red zone offense is not right now. So McLaughlin should get chances. And then I like Kai Forbath. He's probably on your waiver wire after getting waived by a couple of other teams this week and then signed by, by the Cowboys. Probably available, like I said, Dallas kickers have averaged – 14 points per game versus Philadelphia the last two seasons over three games. So this should be, again, a very a very tight game with this with a division title on the line. And I like it. I mentioned Indianapolis. I like them at home against Carolina. Carolina's allowed the most sacks and a ton of fantasy points to defenses, and they are starting a rookie third-string quarterback this week on the road. So I like Indianapolis' defense. And then I like Miami at home versus Cincinnati in the battle of the two worst teams or the best teams to play a fantasy defense against. You had to pick one of them. I'll take the home team. Cincinnati's allowed 10-plus fantasy points again allowed in six of their last seven games. Again, I'm going to take the home game playing in the heat against the Northern team. Okay, we want to remind everyone a premium newsletter purchase gets you free access to our subscriber forum where there are nearly 4,000 subscribers registered and waiting to voice their opinions. I want to thank uh, my co-host, Chris Rita, my very good friend, been with me 10 and a half years on this show, and we're coming to the close of year 12 of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. There will be a season 13. We will premiere probably next April after the free agency settles down to discuss the free agency review of 2020. Thank you for joining us, everyone. For Chris Rito, this is Mike Nazarek. We'll see you all next year. Goodbye, good night, and good luck to everyone playing in their Fantasy Bowl this week. And happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. Thanks to all of you for listening. Have a You've great year. You've been listening year. to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazarak, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time on Blog Talk Radio. 
Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.